Shop podcast. I am your host, Nick, and today I am drinking an Oreo shake. No beer for me today, boys, but an Oreo shake. David, I am here with you as a co-host, and let's talk about it right away. What is your take on the half-billion-dollar man, Patrick Mahomes? I am drinking Old Tub today. That is a $20 bottle, not recommended. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, he's a Chiefs quarterback, and clarifying where he played that's much appreciated I'm, yes. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> yeah i'm if you're a chiefs fan you gotta be pumped about it um i'm concerned about it because i don't feel like andy reed's gonna last 10 years and and andy reed is what makes this offense run patrick mahomes congratulations to him he's an outstanding player i just feel like that's a lot of money in a long time just for those of you out there, Uber was started 10 years ago. So that's what can happen in 10 years. Congrats, David. That's, that's big time. And here is my other co-host, Paul, whose title seems to say, don't need to play to pay other players. Paul, I'm appealing that you are a little skeptical of the $500 million. Yeah, I am a little skeptical. Look, there's no doubt in my mind that I think Patrick Mahomes is the top quarterback in the NFL. And he's got a long road ahead of him. He deserves to be. But there is still salary caps in the league, right? Don't you still need an offensive line? Don't you still need weapons and athletes to perform what he needs to? A quarterback, I know a quarterback's important, but he can't win the whole game himself, although he may think so. But $10 million a year on an average annual salary, more than Russell Wilson, more than the last contract, five years more in the top contract in years something just doesn't add up right here and i don't like this contract and what scares me the most is Dak prescott's gonna want this much well well so, <laughs> so Paul, one billion dollars yeah that's right uh paul just uh you you didn't mention this we talked earlier about this they clearly didn't listen to the podcast because our prediction is he's going to regress again okay so, let's just say <laughs> It's your prediction. That's your prediction. That's not my prediction. He's going to be in a 35 touchdown range around 4,000, 4,500 yards. Yeah, like, but but let's let's Chiefs, all – The Chiefs had to pay him. Pretty much his name your price, Patrick Mahomes, and he did, and they paid him. I mean, yep. you had to pay the guy. And, Nick, honestly, this week we're, we're, gonna, we're going to see it with Dak Prescott getting $501 million. I mean – I mean, he's still <laughs> Mahomes is technically worth five hundred and three million. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> okay, good for Patrick Mahomes. Let's back up. If Andy Reid is not there, or let's say the Chiefs don't even win the Super Bowl, does he get paid this much? I think he is a benefit of the system. I, me personally, Paul, still believe there's going to be a regression in there. I mean, what does a quarterback have to produce where you can't pay anyone else? I would have to say 50 touchdowns a year, and he's not doing that. Well, There's, hold on. I'm going to pull up Brock, Brock Osweiler's stats. 40, $60 million. <laughs> yeah. It was 72. Four years, 72. I pulled that up earlier. <laughs> really? Okay, but, okay so his one, his one full healthy season, Paul, 5,097 yards and 50 throwing touchdowns. Like passing touchdowns, that passing what you meant by throwing? Okay. Passing touchdowns and a couple of rushing touchdowns. So I, are you saying Patrick Mahomes has 26 touchdowns like he did last year? I or think passing. I think it's under 30. I think okay. I think it's under 30. I mean, if someone could look up RG3 stats their first year and some of these other guys' stats their first year and see how teams adjusted. Well, I'm going to say, Paul, Patrick Mahomes threw that in his second year. His second year. First year playing, I know. Okay. Oh, hold on. So I got RG3 up. Well, well RG's, RG3's first season, he played 15 games. He hasn't played a full 16-game season. What do you want to know? His touchdowns? Passing touchdowns. Well, total touchdowns. 20. Well, so 20 passing and 7 rushing, so 27. Okay. Well, regardless, guys, we're not, 
This is a, this is not about Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> we can go on and on about him. But Paul, I will make a bet with you. Slap that Patrick Patrick Mahomes has thirty or more touchdowns. The total total or passing passing, passing. passing touchdowns. Throwing. Yes, passing thirty or thirty or less for me. Okay, so thirty is a push, and then. Okay, and passing. So we'll text about the side bet later. But, guys, we're really going to talk about the AFC South today, and there's a lot of interesting Ooh. guys here in this uh, in this division that I think are either over really overvalued or very undervalued. So let's start with uh, Minshew Mania, uh, Gardner Minshew, for, you, for those of you who don't know. And I don't know if you guys saw this, his nickname. Do you see his nickname? Yes or no? No. Okay. His nickname is Jockstrap King. <laughs> So, kind of a beast already. Stepped in for Nick Foles last year. Had a pretty up-and-down year, in my opinion. But looking at his stats, he had 21 touchdowns and 6 interceptions in 14 games when he was starting. He is currently the number one. He's currently their starter. Somewhat of a no-name coming out of Washington State, 178th pick. The Jaguars don't owe him much. But are you sold on Gardner Minshew this year? I mean, Paul, what do you think? What do you mean by sold? Like, like, are you okay with the Jacksonville Jaguars with a quarterbacks in the league right now to go with Gardner Minshew this year? No, Jacksonville's not going to score points. The only hope is that they get down by so much that they end up just throwing the ball. Because what's going to happen if they're in the game is they're just going to give it to Fournette. I know we're going to talk about him later, but they're going to give Fournette the ball in the red zone. They're not going to trust Gardner Minshew. The only way he is a fantasy superstar is if they're losing games by 20. Okay, so you're so you're saying they're going to be superstars? Because I yeah. mean, they're 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 going to be down. I mean, so Nick, one thing you didn't you didn't mention, and I'm sure you were going to get to it, but they got offense coordinator Jay Gruden this year. Um, I don't think ooh. he was there. Yeah, ooh. Um, I actually think Minshew had a great rookie season last year. What really impressed me is the six interceptions. But when we get to four net stats, I didn't realize four net had these type of stats last year. Um, Minshew cannot be – I don't think you can roster him on your fantasy team this year. I don't think they have any sort of weapons. And just to get to my take later, I think they're going to be bad. They're going to be bad. They averaged 18.8 points per game, which ranked 27th in the league last year. They're bad. I he see. had a good season last year, but they're okay, bad. So, so are we saying – this is the Paul. This is the great Paul. David, this is a great rookie season, like David said. If we're talking about, if this was Kyler Murray who had twenty-one touchdowns and six interceptions. The go, the go. Okay, but like if he was on our team, we'd be like, oh yeah, what a great rookie year. Like he has potential in the league. Twenty-one touchdowns and six interceptions. Like Minshew didn't have a lot around him last year. Even his defense kept him in games, which made him win the games that were close. But he had a pretty solid year with only Fournette in the backfield. He, like, I don't see what the problem is, and I, I think if you, I think you could roster Minshew this year. I think you could take him as QB two, on your team. Okay, so for ECR right now, he is twenty third. Right before him is Jimmy G string, and right nope. after him is, is Philip Rivers. Oh, I rather have Minshew over both of those. Yeah, yeah, I, I could, I could take a flyer on Minshew, especially. I mean, Paul hit it on the nose. If they're down, they're throwing the ball, and I. I, I, okay, that's fair. So, I'd go Minshew. Well, do, do, do you want Jimmy G string, Paul, over Minshew? No, with those comparisons, I definitely like Gardner Minshew. But right above Jimmy G is Kirk Cousins, and then Joe Burrow. I, I I'd reach for those guys before waiting for Gardner Minshew. It's just tough because I think if he was a bigger name. Going into last year, we say, wow, he did a great job for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But because he's kind of a no-name coming into the league, I think people are doubting him a little more, and maybe that'll motivate him. I mean, Jacksonville, like you said, David, we'll get to that a little later, won't be in many games, losing Jalen Ramsey last year, Clayus Campbell on defense. The defense just isn't as good as it used to be. But the real focus on the Jacksonville Jaguars offense would be Leonard Fournette, guys. 1,153 yards last year on the ground, 76 receptions, 522 yards. The thing that concerns me most is is injury history, and he only had three touchdowns last year on the ground. 
Are you worried about his injury history, David? Or are you more worried about his three touchdowns last year? I am more worried about his three touchdowns last year, and I am more worried that Jacksonville wants nothing to do with him after this season. He's going into the final year of his contract, and Jacksonville has made it pretty clear that they don't they don't want him at all. Nick, one thing, I don't think you mentioned this. He had 100 targets last year. Oh, I did Yeah, I, I had no idea. There is no possible way he is getting um, – this workload, again, first off, they got Chris Thompson in the backfield, so there goes all the targets. I am concerned about the touchdowns, but it goes back to my point of they only had 18 points a game last season. And I honestly, I think he's going to get the same amount of rushes. He's going to get um, over 1,000 yards again this season, but they're not going to score. Jacksonville will not score again this year. For your reference, David, 268 rushing year. I mean, rushing attempts. Yeah, and, and, no, 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 265. 255, I must be looking. I don't know how many games he played. 15. Um, 15, okay. So. Yeah, but he he did catch 76 balls last year for 500 yards. Incredible. Yeah, I, I had no idea, but it's because of the touchdowns. I don't even know, where did he finish last year? Do we? I don't have our sheet up, but. Uh, running back seven. And That's pretty dangerous. That, that's amazing for only having three touchdowns. Paul, let's hear. I know you love this guy, Paul. Um, you loved him last year. I'm curious this year. No, I've always loved this guy. I think he's a great power runner. I think we've relied on him. And whether or not it's his last year in Jacksonville, which there's a high probability, I think they take the opposite effect, is they run him into the ground. They're not going to need him next year, so they're going to run him into the ground. I expect to see his snap share and his opportunity share still to be at these high levels. Now, I do agree that targets and receptions will come down with Chris Thompson, but there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to score more than three touchdowns. I expect him to be around seven or eight. Minshew's going to move the ball a little bit when they're down, and he's going to get a lot of opportunities in the red zone. He's always led the league in red zone touches, and I don't expect anything less this year. Honestly, where his value is at, he's going as a 16th running back taken. I would love Leonard Fournette on my team this year at that value right now. I would... I would stretch for him around 12, 14. Um, I'd be comfortable for him to be my RB1 if, if I had the choice. Like, if I want receiver, receiver, I'd be comfortable with him as my RB1 this year. Yeah, I can, I can back you up on that, Nick. I mean, he's, getting, he's going to get the touches again. It's the, it's the receptions that we don't know what's going to happen. But apparently Minshew loved him, so maybe he will still get – 50, 60 targets. I don't see that happening. But. Yeah, I do think people get worried worry about him because his injury history at LSU and, uh, you know, he's missed a couple of games here and there. And his, his sophomore year, he missed a lot of games. So I think that's why people maybe worry about him. But, Paul, are you comfortable with Fournette being your RB1 in that third round or second round even? Yeah, I, I really like him. I don't know RB1. I'm looking at this list, but I would – Love to have this guy on my team. I think he's undervalued. I think people are forgetting about him, and I think he'll be a sneaky pick later. You can you can snatch him up. Hey, let's talk. Let's talk dynasty league real quick. Is he a guy you would consider going after and trading for your team? I would, depending in our dynasty league. No, because his injury history. But in a traditional dynasty league where you have a deep, deep roster, I think so. Yes. Yeah, I don't. I, go ahead, I don't. Paul. I don't mind going after him at the right price, but with big question marks about where he's going to be next year, um, it's tough. It's tough. It'd have to be the right price. Okay. Um, do we need to talk about Chris Thompson at all? Nah, I, just a pass catcher. If you, I mean, maybe on, in a flex position if you need him one week. But I don't think anything else. What, where's he being drafted right now? Because I. I no what, well, what? What catches my eye is that Leonard Fournette had a hundred targets last year. I mean, if Chris he's not Tom- going drafted, he's not even being drafted. So I mean, Chris Thompson. If I'm pulling up his stats, I understand is with the Texans last year with Paul's guy, um, Dwayne Haskins. I mean, they threw uh, it. Yeah, they threw it to him 58 times, and he caught him, caught 42 of them. Chris Thompson's got great hands. He was on Washington last year, David, not the Texans. 
Oh, did I say Texans? He's on the Redskins. Yeah, with Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. People knew where I was going with that. Um, I think he could be a sneaky person to pick up as one of your last last picks if you're in a PPR league. He has potential. He has shown he can catch the ball. They might use him. No, I I, I don't think he's in worth it. Maybe late in the season, but. Paul, anything to add on Chris Thompson? Can we move on? No, we can move on. We, okay. he, he may get a few opportunities from Jay Gruden, but that's about it. All right, yeah. so you got DJ Chark, Chris Connolly, and D.D. Westbrook. I can speak for probably all of us. The only person that we may be looking at is DJ Chark. And, David, I know that you called it last year from the very get-go, saying watch this guy, yep. dash him on your team. So I'll let you go at him first. Are you still a big fan? What's the word on the street for you? Well, so – Jacksonville's came out and said they're going to use him more this year. Uh, he ended up with over a thousand receiving yards last year, a thousand eight and eight touchdowns. Um, big concern for me. I mean, he had three, a hundred yard games. I think, I don't think he can keep this up this year. I, if you own him in a dynasty league, I think it's, I think he would create good trade value this year. I don't, I'm not trusting this offense. I don't think he can have the year he had last year. Yeah, if there's one guy on this team, it's in the receiving position. I prefer Leonard Fournette. But DJ Tark, I, I do like him, but you're going to get a lot of uh, mixed weeks from him. It's going to be a struggle week in and week out what he's going to score because you just don't know what Jacksonville is going to put up and where Gardner Mitchell is going to throw the ball. But this guy does have upside. He's still a young guy, and I like him. I think the Jaguars just need to figure out where they're going. I mean, honestly, like, I'm looking at his game log right now. He had three incredible games, 146 yards, 168, 164 yards, 104 yards, two touchdowns, two touchdowns, one touchdown. It's like those three games, all the other games are just average, you know, three receptions, four receptions, 50 yards. To me, I think he's overvalued, and I'm staying away from him this year because he is going in the uh, – all right, so it says – I have notes. Um He's going after Keenan Adam before Devontae at not Devontae, Devontae Parker's Parker, Jarvis Landry, and uh, Stefan Diggs. I have Diggs over DJ Chark. I I I mean and Keenan Allen over him. And do you disagree, guys? No, no. I this if you have him, trade him. This is a trade year for him. We don't know what Jacksonville's going to do. Um and I mean, Paul's prediction was Leonard Fournette's going to eat up all the touchdowns this year, so that takes away from the only other person who had touchdowns, DJ Chark. Guys, I, I, I think we're discounting him a little too much. Granted, I'll take Keenan Allen over him, but there's a lot of guys, Devontae Parker, Scary Terry, T.Y. Hilton, that I'd take him over. I, I think if you get an opportunity, I think his value is too high right now and people are too high on him, but if he falters the first couple weeks, I think it might be a good opportunity to steal him at a low value. Oh, absolutely, I think, Paul. Absolutely. I think people will be quick to give up on him and the Jacksonville Jaguars if you don't see anything out of the first couple of weeks. I specifically remember last year people like kept asking us, "Can you play DJ Chark every week?" And you were like, "Oh, I have no idea." Like I said, yeah. You said yes, but I said I. I he had the first five good weeks. But I just something about him didn't it didn't seem right. Well, but Paul, you, I think people give up, will give up on him early if he doesn't perform because they I don't know. He is he reminds me of Mike Williams from was it two years ago when Mike Williams caught a touchdown every game. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, I mean if you're looking, Nick, you said it. His games were average, but he he had a those first nine well not nine weeks first nine weeks he had. Three, five. He had six touchdowns in the first nine weeks. It's hard to compete with that. Yeah. All right. Moving on to Tyler Eifert, injury prone. Had that one good year in 2015, 13 touchdowns. I can't imagine either of you are looking his way. Tyler Eifert's on this team? Yes. Oh, cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, I got nothing on uh, Ty Tyler Eifert. Um, I was ready to talk about Chris Conley or D.D. Westbrook, but I was going to pass on both of them. Nothing on yeah. Tyler Eifert. I think I think Eifert will have more touchdowns than DJ Chark this year if he stays healthy. But oh, nice! No, I said that last well, year. 
over under eight games for Eifert this year that he played uh, under. Over, no. over. I went over last year. I'm going over. over this year. Over. Okay, Jacksonville Jaguars, four and a half wins. I'm gonna start it off, and I'm gonna go five, five wins. I believe in Gardner Minshew, and Leonard Fournette, and DJ Chark. I like Minshew Magic. I'm, I I got them over, sneaking in with five wins. I just think the division's got a weak defense, and they'll sneak some here and there. Yep, I'm go. I'm going over. I. It's hard for me to go under four and a half. I'm I'm going with the five. All right. So let's move on to the um, Indianapolis Colts and the newly acquired Philip Rivers. The first, my first stat about him: noodle arm. I do not <laughs> like. I just don't like. I don't like Philip Rivers that much. I don't know what the Colts' play was here. Get a veteran quarterback who will get you to eight and eight, and throw a lot of interceptions. I think he's just an average quarterback, but I would rather have Jacoby Brissett back there and maybe even Jacob Eason, to be honest, over Phillip Rivers. But for sure, Brissett. I think Brissett did fine last year. I really do. So I don't understand the move here with Rivers. I'm not looking Rivers' way because I know his, you know, I know his potential. I know where he's going to be each week, you know, right around QB 16, 17. I'm not looking for that on my team. But Nick, Nick, he had 20 interceptions last year. You don't want that? I don't want that on my team. Yeah, you know, we we talk so much about the free agency quarterbacks, and I'm shocked that Indianapolis went Phillip Rivers. Um, the only thing he's going to be good for is for T.Y. Hilton owners because he's going to feed T.Y. Hilton. 8-8 um, eight eight could win them the division, though, Nick. So, Possible. I just... <laughs> I can't get over his noodle arm. Yeah. Nick, I, I don't know what to say here because I'm with you. I mean, I guess the thought process is win now mode. We bring in someone, but they're not even close to a championship team. I, there's no way Phillip Rivers can lead them to the promised land. They're barely going to make the playoffs if they even do. So I don't understand this move. Maybe it's to mentor Jacob Eason. I thought Brissett did okay, but I think Jacob Eason's the future there. Um, I just I don't oh. get it. Okay, I don't so, so hold on, I, I I want to throw something at you. What contract do you like better, the Patrick Mahomes ten year contract or the one year twenty five million dollar Philip River contract? Neither. <laughs> yeah, I don't like either. But yeah, I don't. I got nothing to say uh, there. But you can't compare it. It's a one year deal. It is a pure one year deal. There's so, no he's going to last past that. Paul, if Easton's a long term play, what do they do with Percet? Because I think Brissett could be a, a long-term play as well. I think he's pretty young, is he not? I would have to look at that. I think he's aged a few years. Uh, he's 27. So he, 27. He's, creeping he's creeping up. Not that he's awful. Not that he's old. Um, I just I think they're looking for something different. He didn't bring it last year. They tried. They did sign him for a decent amount. But a four-year... Do you think, do you think Brissett or Eason take over this year, David? Uh, man, Eason would be a stretch, wouldn't he? But yeah. if you're if you're gonna bench Philip Rivers, you might as well throw Eason in there, not Brissett. I mean, just because they already slapped Brissett in the face, and there's so no he can't do it. There's no chance they can bench Philip Rivers, right, Paul? For a one-year, twenty-five million-dollar contract, Philip Rivers is playing all sixteen games. Yeah, Philip Rivers is playing the whole season unless he wants to throw in the towel and go work on his 10th kid. There you go. All right, so <laughs> the situation that really interests me the most, and I really want to hear, I haven't talked to you guys about it, is what to do with Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. So I'm, I'm going to lay it out for you guys here. Marlon Mack, a 1,000-yard rusher last year, nine touchdowns. So he has the ability to catch some balls. Um, Phil, I mean, Jonathan Taylor wants, uh, pick 41 and the Colts traded up to get him really good back at Wisconsin, average 309 rushing attempts at Wisconsin. Currently Marlon Max ADP is in the eighth round. Jonathan Taylor is in the fourth round. I just don't, I, I can't wrap my head around that. How the Colts would not give Marlon Mack a chance or being a thousand yard rusher. I do not love Taylor at the fourth round pick. 
in a late in a late round, I'm getting Taylor. But fourth round is just unheard of. I mean, unbelievable, right? It, it, do you disagree, or is Taylor the guy? Am I missing something? Paul, go ahead. Let's hear your take. Yeah, I mean that's a stress for Jonathan Taylor. Um, it's really hard the fourth round. It, 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 Nick, I'm with you. I don't understand why Marlon Mack is not getting more of a look. Maybe it's his size. Maybe not. Maybe they just drafted for talent. I just think it's going to be sketchy. There's going to be a lot of split time in the backfield this year. Maybe Jonathan Taylor in the future. But if you're bailing on Marlon Mack now, who had a decent season last year, you're going to get no value out of him. You can't trade him. You can't do anything. So I don't know what the deal is. My guess is you run Marlon Mack, he scores quite a bit, and then you try to trade him. If you're if you're asking me, if if you're telling me right now I get Marlon Mack in the eighth round, I'm thinking, no way. He's a starting running back of the Colts. No freaking way. I'm all in on Marlon Mack even way earlier than that. I'm in on Marlon Mack in the sixth round, you know, for, for that value. I really am. Why? Why would you be? That's too much of a risk that he could just disappear out of nowhere. Well, it's easy, Paul. You you take you take Taylor in the fourth, and then you get the handcuff Mac. No, it it, <laughs> it doesn't make sense for me to take Taylor in the fourth. I don't see Marlon Mack going away any time this year. I I think Jonathan Taylor was overused at Wisconsin. I think he's going to have a tough time adjusting to the NFL. We name one Wisconsin running back we've had Monte Ball. Monte Ball had a great career at Wisconsin, then nothing. Ron Dane. I can't think of any other Wisconsin running back. Ron Dane. Who? You're so young. Okay. <laughs> David, what's your take here? Yeah, you know what? I'm so, I love Marlon Mack. I'm so disappointed in the Colts, but I think they're trading him within the first couple weeks of the season. Uh, I think he. I I think the, I think he's gonna play. He's gonna come out strong and they're going to say, see you later. Um, unfortunately, I'm actually staying away from this entire backfield because of Hines coming in on third down as well. Um, there's not, they're going to use Jonathan Taylor. If they don't use Jonathan Taylor, they're going to get just hammered because they took him the, the 41st pick. Taylor will be used this year. He will be the starter. It's just a matter of when. So I, I'm staying away from this entire backfield. How I don't think Marlon Mack's value is too high. I mean, it's too low for me. So that's why I'm looking at Marlon Mack. It's so hard to avoid this backfield when they've got the number one rushing offensive line blockers. I, I don't know how you avoid them because they just create space for anyone who's back there. And I don't know. you got to play someone. It's just Could- where you stretch for could this be a similar situation in the Saints two years ago with Kamara and Mark Ingram, where both are viable picks? No, not even close. No, not even close because neither of them are pass catchers? Well, yeah. well, this is interesting, though. With Noodle Arm as quarterback, it's going to be a lot of dump downs. Think about it. Like, Austin Eckler had a great year with Noodle Arm. Same with Danny Woodhead. Danny Woodhead had a great career. <laughs> yes, he did. So you don't think there's any possible way both of these can be playable options each week, Paul? Each week? I, each week. I think at one point, one of them is going to emerge due to injury. And that's the guy you want. So I I don't know. Someone's going to stretch for Jonathan Taylor, and I'm not there. I'm just not going to stretch for him. Marlon Mack, I will look for if he's in that eighth round there. I, I don't mind seeing how this all plays out and where Marlon Mack might end up. Okay. All right. So we got those two. So, so let's talk about the receiving core. Hold, uh, the, oh, hold on. Yeah. Melvin Gordon went to Wisconsin. Oh, okay. He did. He did, didn't he? He's okay. He used the one-yard line. Boom. Touchdown. Um, okay. Let's see. You got T.Y. Hilton, uh, Pittman, Paris Campbell. I mean – T.Y. Hilton, uh, his only years of not getting 1,000 yards was his three injury years. His other five years, he has been over 1,000 yards between five and seven touchdowns each year. He's going to 5-3 before Chark and Allen, um, but after D.K. Metcalf and after A.J. Brown. If I'm looking at 
Philip Rivers' noodle arm and his history with Keenan Allen. <laughs> T.Y. Hilton's going to be targeted, like you said, David. And I'm still, I still like T.Y. Hilton, especially in the fifth round. I think he would be a good. I think right there, you're getting your wide receiver three or wide receiver two, possibly there, uh, depending on your draft strategy. But I definitely like him over DK Metcalf and AJ Brown this year. Um, as far as Pittman and Paris Campbell, I would look for m- more towards Pittman. Um, Pittman was a very good route runner at, at Southern Cal. I think he had a great year there, and I look for him to be step up this year and be the wide receiver too. Yeah, look, I mean, look at this. Phillip Rivers isn't scared. He's throwing the ball up. He's hoping T.Y. Hilton's catching the ball. If he's not throwing the ball up, he's dumping it down to one of the three running backs. T.Y. Hilton is the only viable option on this team. He is going to see 110-plus targets, and it. I'm thinking he's getting in the end zone again this year. I, I mean, if you're looking, he had five touchdowns last year in 10 games. Yeah, I'm going to take that. Bummer is that it was 10 games, but T.Y. Hilton is going to um, – he, he's if you can get him to be your wide receiver too, I like that. See, I like that. T.Y. Hilton hasn't been over seven touchdowns once in his career. So that that's what worries me. I'm sure that's what worries Paul too. Yeah, I just don't think there's enough targets to go around. I, I really don't. I like T.Y. I always have, but I really don't think – with the best offensive running offensive line in the game, that they're going to rely on Noodle Arm. I just don't believe it. They've got too many other guys between Pittman and the other guys going. I think it's going to be a very average year for all three of them. None of them are going to reach 100 targets. I just don't see it. Well, you're crazy. Philip Philip Rivers is going to throw at least five pick sixes. So they're going to be down. They're going to be down. They're going to have to throw the ball. They have to throw the ball against these teams when they're losing. Someone's no, got to get the targets. It's T.Y. Hilton. They're a time of possession team. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run the clock, get some first downs, kick field goals, and they're not going to be down. They're going to be in every game, and they're not going to need Noodle Arm to come and save them every week. You know what? Let, let, let's make a point. If the Colts play the Steelers this year, don't watch the game. Don't watch the game. It's going to be boring. Uh, I'm interested. But all right, looking at tight end, you got Jack Doyle. Honestly, guys, not very flashy, Jack Doyle. But if you need a if you need a tight end to stream, you know, every once in a while, I think Jack Doyle is a very very safe pick. He could have you know four four receptions for fifteen yards and a touchdown. I mean, he's gonna get some catches. It's just whether or not he gets in the end zone. I mean, he's okay. I'll uh, hold on. I'll, I'll stream him. I don't. I've always liked Jack Doyle. I we think, know. Yeah. With, with Ebron vacating 51 targets, I, I know they expect to see some more from Noel Cox, and they did sign Trey Burton. So he, they might eat into that, but he had a good year last year. And let me remind you that Phillip Rivers has always loved the tight end spot. Antonio Gates, Hunter Henry. I know you guys like those guys. I so do like yeah. Expect a big tight end, 6'6", Jack Doyle, in the end zone, being a big target for Phillip Rivers. I think he may not have a lot of yards this year, but expect at least 50 touchdowns. I'm sorry. 50? 50? 50 receptions and at least 50 touchdowns. I, so, Paul, with that being said, would you be comfortable playing Jack Doe every single week? He's probably a very, very late round, you know, at the end of the draft kind of tight end. Knowing how I feel about tight ends, yeah, I might steal him in the last round. So I'm actually with I'm with Paul on this. I think Jack Doyle will be getting uh, seven plus touchdowns this year. Uh, I would I could play him every week if I'm not going to spend my draft capital on a tight end. Yeah, I'm more looking for Mike Gesicki. I think. Um, but, uh, so yeah, Colts at nine wins this year, and with I'll go first. okay under okay Paul. Under brutal. Um, here I'm gonna play a clip here because of Phillips' noodle arm, and then we can get a little some music here. I'm gonna go with under. All right, um, Tennessee Titans, and we have the future Ryan Tannehill. Uh, five years ago, I called him the future in the NFL, and people have laughed at me. But look at him; he got paid this year. 
last year, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions in 12 games. Took over from Mariota, like I said, in July of last year. He also had four rushing touchdowns. He got into the um, the AFC Championship game. And I like him, but at the same time, I don't like him. But I said he was the future in the NFL. But I kind of don't like him at the same time. But he's kind of the future in the NFL. I don't know what to think about him. I mean, he's got Derrick Henry back there, so it's really hard for me to either go back and forth. Nick, Nick, can I help help you out? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, Ryan Tannehill, he is number one in true passing rating in the NFL. He is number one in play-action completion. He's number four in clean pocket protection. Or, I'm sorry, clean pocket completion. He's number one in production. Um, And yards per attempt, he's also number one. Um, and fantasy points per drop back, he is number two. So, Nick, what you're saying is exactly right. I'll let you continue. <laughs> I I don't know. With, with Derrick Henry back here, he seems like a viable option every week, and he won people's fantasy leagues last year, and I'm, I've been a Ryan Tannehill truther for my life, but there are a lot of other quarterbacks I would look for before him. I don't have much more to say. It hurts me. To, it hurts me to say that. Do not give up on the future yet. Don't give up on him yet, Nick. I think this guy. I think we're overlooking. Yeah, he's not going to get the four hundred yard passing game, not the three hundred yard passing game. <laughs> but the truth is, the AFC South's defense sucks. This guy scored two plus touchdowns in every single game. He's the image of consistency. This guy and the Tennessee Titans have moved the ball. And yes, they've got Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry is only a positive for this guy. He takes a lot of pressure. You get the play-action pass. A.J. Brown's deep. I think this guy's got a lot of upside and a lot of consistency. Do not give up on him yet. If if you want a guy who's not going to explode at the quarterback position, this is it. He's going, like Paul said, I mean, those two touchdowns a week, he's go, he's going to get you that minimum 12 points. I I mean, pending on uh, your league's points, he, he's not going to explode for those 30-point games. Um, if you want a consistent guy, though, you could go for him. He only had three games of 300-plus yards. And then last year, this is a little concern, uh, he was, his snap share was 91.6%. I do see that going up. Okay, um, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it, it just like it, – I think it worries me because he is not a flashy quarterback or this big name, even though they paid him like it. I don't know. I think I need a Ryan Tannehill jersey, to be honest. No, I think think you do, and I'm going to make a prediction that won't be liked. So it's a long shot. Yeah, it is a long shot because I actually had a rank, but the more I looked into him, the more I watched film on him, I loved it. He is going to be a top 10 quarterback this year. Oh, I can see. I can see it. I can see it. There's no doubt in my mind. Okay. Ryan Tannehill, the future of the NFL still. Uh, Okay. Looking at the other, uh, you know, Derrick Henry guy. Um, Very very one-dimensional, to be honest. Uh, But can he repeat his 1,500 yards and 16 touchdowns? I do think he can. Um, where Where he's being taken in the first round. I'm going to play a clip here. It's definitely a no for me, dog. It's a no for me, dog. Uh, I'd rather have Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, or Nick Chubb over here. Uh, on this end, I haven't been a Derrick Henry believer, but he proved me wrong, wrong last year, and I had to stick strong to that. What? He, yep. had, he had six games over 149 yards. He had six games. The fluke year. The- <laughs> you said that two years ago. And what, 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 Nick, what's crazy about it is he gets better as the season goes on. Like, his numbers just keep going up. Um, it is his fifth season um, in the league. So it's going to be that question of he's getting up in age. I think he's 26. Um, he's about to be an old running back. And they're going to keep running him into the ground. He is going to um, – He's going to be a top five running back again this year. Uh, he was the rushing leader last year. And you know what? The 
Titans, they have till July 15th to sign a long-term deal with him. Otherwise, he's franchise tagged. This is his last season as a Titan if they don't get a deal done. Or, I mean, barring next season as well. If he doesn't get a deal done, look to him to look for him to explode even more because they're going to run him into the ground even more. And he's going to, I, I don't have his yards per carry, but it's a lot. He's the man. Yeah, it's about five yards per carry. It's pretty incredible what he does. And I expect the same out of him. I just think it's crazy to think that at least for another year, maybe two years, that he's going to have at least 10-plus touchdowns. The Tennessee Titans rely on him. And let me remind you, the AFC South defense sucks besides the Tennessee Titans. You had Jacksonville at 24. You had Houston at 27. You had Indy at 19. It's awful. So they're going to continue to pound them six games. Out of those six games, he's going to have a, a ton of yards and a ton of touchdowns. Top five for sure, in my opinion. Is, okay. it, is it time to trade him? Or is his value still way too high to trade? He's, he's getting old. We complain about old running backs all he's the 26. time. He's got five more years. In running back terms? No, he doesn't. He's got three. Okay, so no, don't trade him. Keep him. Keep him. I don't know. Here's a question to both of you. Uh, I know you guys are both high on Josh Jacobs. You want Josh Jacobs or Derrick Henry this year? Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. I'll still take Derrick Henry because the AFC defense, AFC South defense sucks. He's going to get touchdowns. So then I'm assuming that you guys are big fans of A.J. Brown um, last year. Um, The one thing that concerns me is his 52 receptions – 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns. He had four of his last six games over 100 yards, and he had five touchdowns in those last six games. Tannehill likes the long ball. I think he benefits from Derrick Henry, as the whole team does. But it's also what I like him, but at his value right now, going in the fourth round, I believe, is what I have him at, is uh, I'm not thinking so as, as well. Yeah, so he had... A great rookie season. I don't like him at that value. Um, he had four games over 100 yards. He's getting 20 yards per reception. And apparently he's a really, really good yards after catch guy. I believe he ranked one in the league last year. Um, he's going to ha- he's gonna have another great year. He's going to be the only guy on this team who's worth having. But at that value, I, I go somewhere else. I like A.J. Brown, but we've only seen one year of it, and I'm not willing to spend that capital on that risk when we know they're giving the ball to Derrick Henry. Yeah, David, I feel the same way. I mean, he only had two games over six receptions last year. I mean, the Tennessee Titans are going to score, but I believe Derrick Henry is going to be the guy once they get to the goal line. I just don't think the Tennessee Titans are going to pass and be consistent where they're throwing, where you want this guy as your wide receiver one. When I'm looking at other guys around him, you've got OBJ, Allen Robinson, Adam Thielen, Juju Smith-Schuster, DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, all behind him. These are guys that I'd much rather have over him. I just don't think A.J. Brown can get enough target to even warrant him being in that spot. Okay, so here's my question. If you had to choose one receiver from last year, so I'll pose them through you. This is for the rest of their career. Who's had the better career? You're going to have DJ Chark, AJ Brown, or DK Metcalf. Who has the best career? You know my answer. So your answer is DK. Okay, David. I'm going to go AJ Brown. I was also thinking AJ Brown. I like his size. Yeah. The Titans don't pass the ball. But they pass it efficiently. But it's career. I'm not talking about these next three, four years. What you think? Well, you think he's the, talking about the future. You think the future's going <laughs> to change? Future's gonna, once Derrick Henry is done after three years, according to you guys, yeah, the future will carry them to the future. Rabel runs the ball. He's okay. not. That, uh, uh, bad. Bad. Do we need to talk about Corey Davis or Adam Humphreys? I just think Corey Davis, I've always liked him, but I, you can't roster the guy. This is his fourth and final year. 
of me holding out hope for him and then I'm cutting him off. So. Yeah. So, uh, go ahead, Paul. No, I was going to say four years. I can't believe you held out that point. Yeah. Yeah. time of inactivity to be excited for a guy. Yeah. 600, 601 yards, two touchdowns, really not what you're looking for on your team. Uh, apparently Nick wants him, so. I didn't say I want him. I said yeah. last year holding out hope. Yeah, we really just want we want him to do well. And then Jonu Smith, 35 receptions last year, 439 yards. Uh, it's not terrible. I mean, for you know, it's not it's not bad. Yeah, the, the the problem is they're they're giving the ball to Derrick Henry. It, Did we established that already. Yeah, I, that, are we gonna, are we going to get to him? Are we okay. going to talk about Derrick Henry? Yeah, he it's the touchdowns. All these guys are touchdown dependent, and they. The touchdowns are taken away by Derrick Henry. Let's get to the over-under. Okay, hold on. Okay, John, go to Paul. John Smith, Delaney Walker did vacate. I think John Smith will see an increase on the field. He'll see an uptick in receptions and a little, even a little bit of touchdowns. Now, I want to tell you the guy around him to see what you think. He's going as ECR number 15, TJ Hawkinson behind him. Where do you prefer there? I, I, I think I like Hawkinson. Yeah, I like TJ, University of Iowa. Okay, and the guy, you. the guy going above him, a guy by the name of Mike Gusecki. Have you heard of him? <laughs> I, think, I think I'm going Gusecki there. I don't know. Just to spite Nick, I'm going to go Smith. Okay, that's wrong. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, I, I want to make a side note. <sighs> this is the first division that Paul's gotten excited about uh, the tight end. So take notes if Paul's in your league. Evidently. Uh, Titans, eight and a half wins. I'm going over this year. I got over. I think the other two teams, the the Colts and the Jags, are going to be garbage. I think it's going to be an easy. There's four wins right there. Yeah, I think it's going to be easy over eight and a half. Yep, over winning the division. All right, talking about the Houston Texans next. Traded uh, DeAndre Hopkins this year, acquired David Johnson. Yeah is going on in that front office but they have Deshaun Watson who has been a winner since he's been at Clemson I mean tell me if I'm wrong do you guys think he's one of the elite quarterbacks let me tell me tell you his stats first and let me know if he's elite 26 touchdowns 12 interceptions 400 rushing yards seven touchdowns he's just a winner like I said the reason I'm looking at him is because he the rushing stats right there is the addition to it's the addition to his passing but what concerns me is the Hopkins is gone now. That is concerning. But people consider him an elite quarterback. Are we in the category? Is Deshaun Watson elite? Paul. Deshaun Watson is elite for me. There's no doubt about it. I think Bill O'Brien holds him back. You don't worry about that. They struggle in their play calling against tough defenses. But the AFC South has an awful defense. I don't know if I said that already. But when that happens, Deshaun Watson puts up numbers. The other thing is the the Houston Texans have an awful defense, which has put them behind in a lot. I think they they ranked last in a lot of categories in defense or near last. And it caused Deshaun Watson to show off this heroic state of what he can do. And I love watching it. But without that DeAndre Hopkins, I still think he can produce. So Paul, I just want to make make something. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins made a tweet about something about I know twenty four reasons why they should pay Patrick Mahomes and zero reason people should doubt him or something. And you mentioned the defense, and they were up twenty four zero against the Chiefs last year and lost. So you're correct. The defense blows. Nice. JJ Watt though, David. Yeah, um, this guy is a beast. Uh, he he does get a hundred percent of the snap shares. <laughs> which I do like in a quarterback. Um, seven rushing touchdowns. Hopkins leaving sucks for this guy. But I, I'm, I'm going to quote. I don't know where I read this, but uh, the AFC South defense suck. Um, so he's going to have the opportunity to be the hero again. He's not scared to throw the ball into traffic. He's had, I mean, 12 interceptions last year. I I mean, that's his, that's his worst season. But – He's going to have another great year as a quarterback. Is he going to get the wins this year? That's the big question, and we'll get to that on the over-under. I still like having him on your team. 
guy, fifth quarterback taken, and I think I like him right there, to be honest, especially with his rushing ability. I think yeah, five is right. I think five is right there. That, that's about accurate. That solves it right there. I mean, he had 413 rushing yards last year and seven touchdowns. But it, it, it's hard to compete with that. It, it's hard. Yeah. So moving on to David Johnson, does the ball something else? Yes. I want to know what you guys think of the Sean Watson contract. Because after this year, he's going to have another good year. They're going to make the playoffs, probably lose the first round. Good point. Does, does he deserve to be paid? Like Absolutely. Patrick? Absolutely. N- nothing, near, nothing near Patrick Mahomes. But the second-rated quarterback, does he deserve to be paid above Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott? No, Bill O'Brien's going to trade him for Philip yes. Rivers. No, above that, <laughs> Scott, yes, below Russell Wilson. That's I where I think you. That's where that's where I. But Dak Prescott will be overpaid. So, nah. Watson will be paid above both of them just because of where the market is. That's exactly, exactly. Okay, moving on, David Johnson. Yeah. Um, tough year in Arizona last year. He's replaced yep. by Kenyon Drake. He hasn't been th- his number one running back since 2016, 28 years old. Could be his final year. We talked about it between him and Todd Gurley. We think that they're going to run him into the ground this year. I'm not sure what Bill O'Brien was doing here with the contract, but David Johnson is still shaky for me. Still shaky for me. I, I'm i going to mm, – uh, I don't know. Someone take it away from me, yeah, please. Sorry, yeah, I got it. Uh- so what really intrigues me is he is right now slated as the three-down back. The coaching staff has came out and said he's going to be the three-down back, which gears me up to say, well, here we go. DJ, you're leaving it all out on the field. I really like him this year, and we, we just talked about Deshaun Watson losing DeAndre Hopkins. Those targets are going somewhere. Uh, David Johnson can catch the ball. I, I'm projecting him to get – over 60 receptions this year. I think he's worth the flyer. Um, Duke Johnson does get going the third round. Yeah, no, I still like him. Okay, so not really a flyer. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I think they paid for him. I think they're going to use him, and I think they're they may use him correctly in Houston, uh, giving him a little bit of space instead of. Um, running through the, I believe they call it the A-gap. That was with uh, Josh Rosen, though. I'm not sure what happened when Drake got there. Yeah. When Murray got there. I, I, I like David Johnson. I I do agree, unfortunately, this could be his last year. I hope we all have the bias towards him. I like him for this one year to go out with a bang. They're going to run him into the ground, and I hope the guy can stay healthy. Yeah, there's no doubt I like him for this one year. The thing that concerns me is the Houston Texans rushing offensive line production has just been atrocious. It's been really hard for them, and the running backs have seen no success in the past. So the only way that David Johnson has productive season is through the passing game. And I have concerns with Duke Johnson back there, but I do believe he can get 50-plus receptions and a handful of touchdowns. So I think he'll have a good year. I find it really interesting when I'm looking at ECR, who's around him. So just the four names around him, which really makes you question what's going to happen, is right above him, you got James Conner, and then two guys below him, or right below him is Mark Ingram, and then another guy below him is Le'Veon Bell. Where do you guys go here? That's a I'm going Bell, but I... I... I just think this Bell is a lot more talent than David Johnson. It's hard though. Those are good running backs to be by. I, I think I take David Johnson over James Conner. I don't know. Yeah, I, I like I like uh, David Johnson. Just um, we have to stick with our Adam Gase rule. Yeah, that's my only thing is I like David Johnson over James Conner and Mark Ingram, but Le'Veon Bell. I almost did, and then Adam Case happened, and I'm out. Just let me know Ryan Tannehill led an Adam Gase team to the playoffs. Okay, moving on to the wide receiver core. Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Kenny, Kenny Skills. Um, 
did, Brandon Cooks did really nothing with the Rams last year, but prior to that, he had a lot of thousand yards receivers, uh, a lot of thousand yard seasons. And here's the thing. We are looking at 150 vacated targets. David, you mentioned David Johnson probably taking some of those. But I could see Brandon Cooks getting around 120 targets this year. And he's going in the seventh round. And I love Brandon Cooks at that seventh round. He's produced on the Saints. He was good on the Patriots. He's good on the Rams. Why can't he be good here? In the seventh round, I'm wanting Brandon Cooks. I think Will Fuller is overrated. And I would stay away from him with his injury history. Kenny Skills can be a pickup on the waiver wire, and he can play in the flex position. But Brandon Cooks is almost, in my eyes, a great value and a guy who can win you your fantasy football championship. And I don't say that about many people besides Mike Kosecki. Are you saying Kenny Skills or Stills? Well, I know it's Stills, but I'm saying Kenny Skills. Okay, because last I heard, Kenny Skills is on the line to be cut. Really? I read that today. Yeah. Get out there. But I'm all in on Brandon Cooks. I mean, I I know last year was off, but before that, he had four straight seasons of 1,000 yards and 65-plus receptions, five-plus touchdowns. This guy has been very productive throughout his career. And like you said, with 150 vacated targets, the ball's got to go somewhere. And we know it's not going to Will Fuller because he can't stay on the field. Kiki Kuti is not staying on the field. So there's going to be a lot of availability for Brandon Cooks to make a name for himself here in Houston. I like him a lot. Will Fuller's actually going right above him, but I'll take Brandon Cooks all day long there. I think Brandon Cooks is just extreme value for the 150 vacated targets. Yeah, he he's the one getting those. Randall Cobb is going to get 35 of them. Um, you got to take that into account. But – this ball is going to be fed to Brandon Cooks. And Brandon Cooks, I mean, he got a good amount of heat last year but just because he, was, he wasn't producing last season. Um, I believe he did all right the year before with the Rams. Brandon Cooks is a guy I have never liked in this league, but this year I love Brandon Cooks. Um, I just don't know who else is going to catch the ball besides him and David Johnson. Um, I mean, you also have Kiki Cootie. I don't see any of these other guys being a threat, though. Uh, he is going to take those eight targets. A, he's going to take eight-plus targets a game. And, yeah. We we can't deny Will Fuller has had some good games this year. But the fact – I mean, not this year. Like, last year in his career, he's had some big games and has shown he can be good. But he just can't stay healthy. He hasn't played a full season yet, and that – and that right there is why I'm not taking him and why I'm looking at Brandon Cook's way. So I think Brandon Cooks is a better talent than Will Fuller. So I don't understand why he'd be going after a Fuller in drafts. Yeah, it doesn't I, I think the upside, I think people continue to look to his one game last year where he had two hundred and seventeen yards, fourteen receptions, and three touchdowns. Let me game. remind let me remind people that that three touchdown games, those were the only three touchdowns he scored in the rest of the 11 games. That's it. He didn't score. Any of the other games, he had one game over 100 yards. He's just been very consistent his whole career. And I think it's crazy for people to think he's going to stay healthy enough to stay on the field long term. I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Will Fuller may slide in drafts just because people know his injury history. So I won't be surprised if Cook still gets taken before him, even though technically Fuller is rated above him. But we'll see. And moving on to tight end, Darren Fells. I actually have no stats on him, so I'm sorry about that, guys. That's on me. I'm going to pass on Darren Fells. If you want to gamble and take a risk, touchdown to touchdown, Holy cow. he'll Go score ahead. every now and then. He will. <laughs> okay, so, 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 Paul, you're just rostering every AFC South tight end. So, Paul, pick your favorite <laughs> AFC South tight end here. Who do you put on your team? Jack Doyle. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, so moving into the Texans at seven and a half wins this year. Hands down for me, guys, I'm going over. I, I think Deshaun Watson is that good, and he can get him to eight or nine wins. I got over as well. I don't even I, – I can't – fathom seven and a half wins. Deshaun Watson's a winner, and I know the team's not 
great, but he's going to win. Yeah, Paul, you hit it on the head earlier. Uh, eight mate lose uh, wild card weekend. So I think, guys, we are almost in agreement on all the over-unders this year. Very rare of us. So get some disagreement about Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack. It's, uh, it, it was a good episode. Definitely a good episode. But I think that'll do it for tonight. Just over an hour today. Thank you, fans. And tune in next week.